This is the Horse Radio Network. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1367, brought to you by Green Flower Botanicals. And today, Roger from Green Flower is going to explain what CBD oil is. Maybe surprised. And then in our main topic, Dr. Oscar Fletcher joins us from the drive and the driving radio show hosts Glenn and Dr. Ying. And they're going to cover everything you need to know about equine infectious anemia and Coggins tests. And now our own Dr. Wendy Ying speaks with Roger from Greenflower Botanicals in a series we call CBD Oil 101. Today, we're going to do CBD oil 101. So, Roger, what is CBD oil and how can it benefit us? Uh, first of all, CBD is a cannabinoid that we find in hemp as well as in marijuana plants. And so hemp and marijuana are kind of sister plants. And we extract that out of the hemp plant. And it is one of about 100 different cannabinoids that are found in these plants. And each of these cannabinoids have some type of medicinal benefit. CBD especially carries just a tremendous amount of medicinal benefits. If you're familiar with the medical marijuana movement, CBD is actually the cannabinoid that's responsible for most of the medicinal benefit coming out of the the medical marijuana movement. But the difference is it, unlike THC, which is a probably the most famous cannabinoid people are familiar with. Uh, it does not get you high. It has no intoxicating properties to it. And because we're able to extract it out of hemp, it's federally legal in, and legal in all states. And what kind of conditions can we use CBD oil for in both people and animals? Well, CBD actually can be used for a host of things. Some of the most popular ones are anxiety, it's an anti-inflammatory, it's an analgesic, so it's wonderful for uh, combating pain. It is antioxidant, uh, and it's also good for nausea and things of that, so very soothing to the stomach. But again, probably the lion's share of people that are purchasing it are coming at it for to relieve pain or anxiety in their horses or their animals. For for dogs, it's wonderful for separation anxiety or they get upset with storms, um, joint uh, issues, stomach issues, um, things like that. For, for horses, a lot of people are using it for arena anxiety and helping the animal learn more. So there's really so much um, that CBD oil can do. Well, we're going to continue this conversation about CBD oil in weeks to come. So, Roger, how can people find Greenflower and your products? Uh, very easy. Uh, you can go right to the website, which is greenflowerbotanicals.com. Our, all of our products are there, and also we have a special coupon code for our HRN listeners. So once you're at checkout and you see the area for the coupon, just put in HRN, and uh, that'll give you 20% off any of our products. If you show your horses, please check with your federation on the legal use of CBD oil. Well, I'm so excited. We have Oscar Fletcher, who is the dean of NCSU College of Veterinary Medicine from 1992 to 2004. So that made him my dean way back in the 90s. Um, And in addition to him being a veterinarian, he's also a PhD. He's done extensive research in pathology and poultry diseases and was a wonderful 
teacher and mentor. Uh, during his time at NCSU, he had the chance to work with Dr. Coggins, who was the head of the first pathology department at NCSU College of Veterinary Medicine. And Dean Fletcher is kind enough to join us today to talk all about the history of the Coggins test and remembering Dr. Coggins. Well, Dean Fletcher, welcome to the Driving Radio Show. I'm so happy you could join us. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Good to, good to hear from you again. I know. It's been a long time since we've seen each other, but I'm so happy that you could come and be on the Chinese veterinary medicine segment of our driving radio show. And today, um, I thought of a kind of interesting spin on the Coggins test. We as horse owners know we always have to get a Coggins test every year, but I don't think people really understand why. And um, the reason I asked you to join us is because there actually was a real Dr. Coggins that invented the test, and you knew him personally, right? That's right. Leroy Coggins was a veterinarian, uh, graduated from Oklahoma State University, served in the military, and, and did a lot of work in Africa and Kenya. And that's where he perfected techniques that led him to uh, the discovery of how to diagnose uh, equine infectious anemia. He did that at Cornell. And later uh, in his career, he came to NC State. He was the first department head in the Department of Microbiology, Pathology, and Parasitology. Uh, so we had four departments at the time, and he was uh, he was the founding head of that department. So um, very well known, uh, of course, because of the Coggins test, but well known uh, you know, among uh, veterinarians involved in education simply because of his um, involvement uh, both at Cornell and uh, in administration at NC State. Right. And so before he did his test, the only way we could tell if a horse was positive for equine infectious anemia is we'd have to take that blood from the sus suspect horse and and inject it into a another horse and see if that horse came down with the disease. So that's not yeah. a fun way to go. <laughs> no, and it's time consuming. And so the test Dr. Coggins developed, you, you take a blood sample and then within a matter of um, a, a couple of days, uh, you can get back a result as to whether or not the horse is infected. And, of course, that's important because you don't want infected horses uh, in contact with non-infected horses because that's a, a source of infection and, and that's, it could spread by mosquitoes and biting flies and, and things like that. And uh, so it was, was it's important to detect a horse that's infected. Uh, so the mm -hmm. Coggins test provided an, an effective, uh, efficient means of doing that, especially compared to the method you just described. Yeah. And, you know, it's such a, uh, that disease is, has such like general symptoms. It could be so many different things, um, but it's such a, it can spread so quickly. You know, if one milliliter of blood from an acutely infected horse has enough virus to infect a million horses. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like botulism. We think, we don't think of it as such a dangerous thing, but just a little bit of it can infect so many animals or people. Um, and I think too, it's really interesting that back in, he, he invented this test in the seventies, right? Yeah, I think he invented it, might have been 1970, and by yeah. early 70s, 72, 73, it had been approved for use by the USDA, 
and and became you know widely used and and you know i haven't gone back and looked at the figures in terms of what has happened to the cases of equine infectious anemia but uh, you 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 just don't hear of it very of it happening very much i mean i don't think our veterinary students today or maybe many veterinarians have ever seen a case well yeah that's what's so interesting about it is that people are like well, why do I need to get this Coggins test every year? But um, I did a little research before this interview, and I in Florida, where you know uh, this is spread by biting flies. So Florida, we have like so many flies all year round. We're like a hotbed. So in 1970, the prevalence of equine infectious anemia was 12 percent, but by 2000, by the year 2000, it had dropped to 0.016 percent, and we had zero cases in. Yeah. 2017. So that yeah, tells amazing. you how effective that is. Yeah, that's quite amazing. Now, I, let me tell you just a little bit about Dr. Coggins himself, because if you met him, you would never know that he was famous for inventing this test. So he was just a really nice guy, uh, very modest, uh, unassuming. Uh, you, you just would, would never uh, picture that this is the guy that actually invented the Coggins test. Uh, he was um, a very um, professional in all of the dealings I had with him, of course, and 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 I think he really got faculty to respond. I think people just didn't want to disappoint him, mm-hmm. so he, he was he was uh, quite remarkable in that regard. I don't, I never heard of anybody say anything negative about him, but he was just a. Oh, a really wonderful person. I think he he had a fairly large family, four or five kids, I think, and quite amazing. Uh, you know, when he died several years ago, and, and the tributes that were made at his funeral were really quite impressive. So, so he he's one of those famous veterinarians that really accomplished something uh, unique and really a tremendous benefit to the equine uh, industry. I'm, I. I don't think we could say enough about the importance of of the test in the, in the sense of of it keeps uh, infected animals uh, from contact with uninfected animals and and I know you know I'm not a horse person mm-hmm. uh, but um, I, my father certainly was the was a horseman in our family but I know enough about the herd animals and I know enough about the fact that horse people come together for a variety of events and you've got you're bringing horses together from a number of different sources and right. so the importance of having that negative test is is that we can we can just about prevent the occurrence of a disease and that's reflected in the figures that you just gave mm-hmm. yeah and it, you we as horse owners sometimes think like i know my clients sometimes say to me well this horse never leaves the farm so this one doesn't need a coggins test and i'm like well do the others leave the farm do you trail ride do you mm-hmm. live in an area where horses like like Glenn and I both live in equine communities where I only live on five acres? So basically, I'm in an open herd with every other horse in my neighborhood. Yeah. So so there's a chance that I, if one horse in my neighborhood had equine infectious anemia and a fly bites that horse and then I'm riding by on the road or the trail and and that fly bites my horse, I have a, I'm at risk. Yeah, we, we have, the, the, the equine industry is really interesting because it's so diverse depending on the, on the type of horse you have mm-hmm. and the type of activities you have. 
the veterinary college has a facility over in Southern Pines, and there, there's a lot of horses in that area. Uh huh. Yeah. There's about a there's a adjacent to our facility is about a thousand acres of land that's used for trail riding and fox hunting. Mm-hmm. And people bring horses from all over, and you'll see trailers parked along the highway there. And, and so the opportunity for one infected horse to infect others is really is really great. And the Coggins test right. has, done, has done a really great job of eliminating that. And it couldn't have been a nicer guy that invented it. Uh, you know, he was never arrogant or boastful about it at all. It was just very matter of fact about the kinds of things and kinds of work that he did. Interestingly enough, he he uh, he went to uh, – he did his undergraduate work at NC State. And oh, he did? I didn't know that. Yeah, he, is, he has a bachelor's degree in dairy science from, from NC State. Mm-hmm. And he went to Oklahoma State to veterinary school under the under the uh, um, uh, the uh, Southern Regional Education Board contract arrangements. A lot of uh, NC State uh, residents went to the University of Georgia, where I graduated, and mm-hmm. some went to to Oklahoma State, and that's where uh, Leroy went. So uh, he's got a, a strong North Carolina connection, both before he became a veterinarian and after he uh, uh, became famous for developing the Coggins test. Right. You know what else I think is really fascinating is, uh, I mean, you think back to that time, 1970. I mean, we we... Nowadays, molecular biology and tests like this, the ELISA, AGID, that's like, that's part of our normal understanding of things. But back in 1970, that must have been so cutting edge for him to develop something like that. Yeah, and I think if I remember right, it, 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 the original test was an auger gel diffusion test. And so he was measuring antibodies in horse blood to the viral antigen. Mm-hmm. And, and that uh, you 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 could you could have a little plate with little holes in it, and you'd have a positive and negative control in there, and then a test a group of test animals in there, and you could tell, well, you know, in a fairly short period of time whether or not uh, the horse was positive. So it was a fairly simple, but uh, a very uh, excellent and efficient way of uh, making this diagnosis. Very important. Yeah, I mean, it was just really, at the time, it was cutting edge, and it's great that we're still using this technology today. So, Dr. Fletcher, thank you so much for coming on and wait a minute, sharing your memories. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a what? minute, wait a minute. What? What? Dr. Fletcher, were you not, in fact, her dean? I meant dean, nope. yes, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, can you tell us any, you know, she was probably in trouble all the time, wasn't she? Because she's so bad. No, I'm no, not. You know, I don't remember any... Um, Anything um, bad about Wendy? I I think uh, she was a really good student, and uh, look how she's turned out. Huh? That does not make good radio. I'm telling you, it just doesn't make good radio. I was expecting all these stories. I was so excited to have you on okay, to hear okay. all these stories. I have one story. Okay. I have one story. Right. Dean Fletcher, I hope you don't remember this story. But um, I was uh, we we have the Florida State Fair across the street every year. Um, in Raleigh and on Thursday before the fair starts all the food trucks come and like you know all the stuff gets set up so my best friend uh, from vet school and I we skipped out of nutrition class and went over to the fair and we had all these stickers we had lemonade and all this food (laughs) and we thought okay 
we'll sneak in the front door because nobody will be coming in the front door. But if we sneak in the hospital way, they'll know that we were skipping class. So who is walking in the front door when we're coming back from the fair? But Dean Fletcher totally busted us. <laughs> at least, at least you were you were you were uh, engaged in nutrition at the time. Oh, so. See, that's a good that's a good point. <laughs> Exactly. I think you said something like that. You said, "You said, girls, I'm proud of you that you're doing research about the fair." Now, if if you consider funnel cakes nutrition, I mean, then we have to look at that. Yeah, well, I had a, a lot of other fried stuff. Like, you know, um, uh, what you when, didn't know is he was coming back from there too. That's what maybe. you didn't know. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> we love Wendy. We just like to pick on her. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, so Wendy, I'm I'm glad to um, to know that you're um, still actively engaged in this profession and doing such a good job. I, I appreciate this opportunity to to uh, visit with you and talk about Dr. Coggins and the Coggins test. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. And I think that's a wrap, everybody. Thank. Make sure to have all of the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go. By downloading the free Horse Radio Network app for your iPhone or your Android, just search your app store for Horse Radio Network. You can also subscribe via iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. And thanks again to our sponsor today, Green Flower Botanicals. You can find them online, greenflowerbotanicals.com. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. So until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <laughs>